0: Welcome to the 361 Podcast, Season 7, Episode 2. My name is Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review. And I'm Ray from the All About Site. Welcome back, gents. Hello. Season 7, new kit, new recording nice studio. I'm feeling good, feeling good. And uh, a good episode last week. I thought so. Really enjoyed talking about um, networks. I think it's going to be a... It's good. So a new format we're trying out mm. for, for season seven. Yes. Uh we're going to focus on focus on topics and things. Uh, so, um, any before we before we get onto this week's one though, uh, any any updates from you guys?
1: Well, I just want to say that I'm looking forward to getting a sim from SimWood. Right, so on record, Mister Lane, I want a sim. I want to try this stuff out.
0: There we go. We're, we're, we're all about the new toys. Yes, uh, Rafe When Well, I went to a digital
2: summer event in the last week or so. And that was an opportunity to see all the sorts of usual companies showing off their wares to a whole bunch of uh, journalists in one go. I've got uh, various goodies to try out, including self-cleaning cases mm-hmm. and sort of battery connectors that have uh, and two types of iPad connector and iPhone connector plus usual micro USB. So I'm going to try some of those out and report back. I think towards the end of the season, we might have uh, a look at some of the gadgets that we have um, picked up recently and if we can make any recommendations for our audience.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We are going to do a uh, we're going to do a good kit guide before the end of season seven. So now is a great time to uh, tweet us at three six one podcast or, or uh, go onto the website at three right. six one podcast com and uh, use the tools there. Tell us your uh, tell us your good kit that should be in a good kit guide. Yes. So. Uh, let's move, let's move, come on. Rafe Blanford, what is this week's topic?
2: Well, this week we thought we'd talk about media unbundling. and Media. What we mean by this is anything that you might uh, consume content-wise, and obviously there's a big mobile element to this, but traditionally we've had it delivered to us in bundles, but now there's an opportunity to kind of move away from that you know quad play used to be a big thing for mm. mobile operators and other content providers but we thought we'd talk through some of the ways that you can do it and our own personal experiences yes. and the decisions we made to, to get
1: there I'm looking forward to seeing what you've got to say so this
0: week's guest is not a guest this week we've got um, actually it's a really interesting blog post that I was reading and it's going to be linked in the uh, the show notes so get to 361podcast.com and you'll be able to find the link there but it's- my company called um, Sandvine. I wrote about. Did you get that from me? I um, I might I wrote have wrote about that. Might have read it on three six one podcast. Yeah, no, mobile industry review. review. Okay, right. I'm, I'm I'm honestly not sure. But okay, the so the the whole reason for the whole reason for talking about this this week is that we, we feel. or I thought when I was reading this report that we might like a, we might have reached some kind of tipping point. There's some kind of important point. And so so here's the I, I won't read the whole thing, but here's the stats you need to know. So. Um, it's about people who give up on traditional um, media, you know, satellite, cable services, and those sorts of things, and and and, and such as Sky TV, Sky or Virgin in the UK, yeah. or, or I suppose the the cable providers in the US, or, or even um, perhaps in some a lot of cases, giving up on all broadcast. TV. You right, get, yes.
2: rid of, get rid of your TV license. Yeah, uh, kind of known as cord cutters. Yes. And this is kind of version two, because a lot of people have actually already done this for their phone service, they just have a mobile. But now we're seeing people do it for their kind of the small card yeah, consumption
0: yeah. Yeah. as well. Okay, Ralph Blanford, cord cutters. Get ready for um get ready for some stats. So North American subscribers who exhibit cord cutting behavior, they're the top 15th percentile percentile of video users, are absolutely dominating North American ISPs. They consume, on average, 212 gigabytes of data a month, that's more than seven times the 29 gigabytes that a normal subscriber uses. They view the equivalent of 100 hours of video each month and they account for the majority, that's 54% of total traffic on networks in total so media consumption basically in, in, in media consumption so um specifically where we are in the uh, in the UK and Ireland Netflix is now the second largest source of traffic between the peak evening hours accounting for 17.8% of downstream traffic um the availability of high rate super hd content uh, to all netflix consumers in north america uh, increased netflix's peak downstream share from 31.6 to 34.2 percent um amazon amazon video is also coming up although at that moment that only accounts for uh, around two percent so a, t- a ton of numbers wow. but i think what struck me is i had no idea that people viewing tv over over the internet or particularly over, over perhaps wireless uh, subscriptions mm-hmm. as well. Um, can now, actually, that is the primary use for some ISPs. I'm
1: well, absolutely amazed. Well, I, I find myself on the bus. I take the bus from Waterloo. I find, uh, find that hard to please. Well, I'll tell you why. Right From Waterloo up to Angel, it's about the same time, depending on the time you go. Um, and that means that gives me 40 minutes to do my emails on the train, You know, sorry, on the bus, because you can't do it on the, on the tube. But what more and more, I've been using it for Netflix. So I'll sit there and bring up an episode of Breaking Bad, and because I've got 4G on Vodafone. I haven't yet had the thing saying, you, were, you have gone over your limit yet. But I've been doing that daily now, and I, uh, it's a complete change in, in how I'm consuming media.
2: And does this mean that you need uh, a Samsung Note so you can have two windows open at the same time, so you can watch your video and do your email? Actually, it's one you know of the rumours for Actually, the, the next version of
1: the iPad. Would you yes, use that? I would, I would, because it's quite annoying when someone then sends me a a message, you know, I, 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 a WhatsApp, for example. I have to then come out of the video, and then you know, I, a lot of the time, I'm quite happy for the video to keep going. But I used to download, I used to pay iTunes, you know, two quid or whatever for a a, a video, and then download it because the network couldn't. I couldn't cope with this, but now because it can, I'm using it that way. So just, just like the motorway, you know that you build another lane and then that that's you know, amazing, then all of a sudden everyone uses it.
0: So are we are we call cutters around this table? So Rafe, you have tele? I, I do have television. I'm
2: I'm a call cutter in one sense in that I don't use a landline anymore, but I've actually recently signed up uh for a, a Sky bundle because it was actually cheaper and trying to go all the separate options of having Netflix and Amazon um, and it actually came down to if I wanted to have broadband which is kind of necessary at the moment for this kind of consumption because if you're trying to do it over mobile you'll go over your tariff it's fine if you're commuting in the kind of new and new scenario but not at home and so once I was paying line rental and paying for a basic ISP package it was only a little bit extra to have the TV as well and so I said I might as well have the TV
1: have you got the, What package have you got?
2: I can't remember the exact makeup of it, but essentially I get um, a phone line, which I don't use, a broadband connection, which I do use, and then um, some Sky channels. Sky and all, yeah, and, yeah, you know, a, and, and part of it was it gave me a, a Sky box with the kind of the PVR so I could record stuff and time shift it, which is actually you, a really use element. And I do, but interestingly, the bit I use most of it is... Uh, the Sky on-demand services, which is actually effectively cord-cutting because I'm not using it in a broadcast way. I'm using it, you know, downloading it and then watching the internet basically. The, yeah. uh, the internet, and I, you know, also use uh, Amazon Instant Video because I'm a Prime subscriber. I didn't buy it, get it for that. I actually had it for the free um, Amazon delivery, and kind of was a nice extra. And some people complained about that. I've looked at Netflix, wasn't using it enough. I think I may well go back to if I want more content. But the UK is an unusual market in that Sky is quite dominant in that cable satellite space um, and you can get quite attractively priced packages, particularly compared to the US where you know the sports tends to be a lot more expensive and mm. the movies are quite expensive. And so I think the economic imperative in the UK isn't the same and that's partly also because of our public uh, sector broadcasts. The BBC provides so much as well.
1: Okay, let me tell you what I mean then. Okay, I've got Sky. At home, uh, my wife uh, never, we would neither of us watch anything live. Uh, children sometimes watch B- the CBB stuff live, uh, so that's the, the children's stuff. Um, I use Netflix uh, a lot, I use Amazon Prime Video uh, less, but I, I I've subscribed to it while I get that as well. Um, and I, I still do buy on iTunes now and again, but more or less, I, I'm, I've actually just been looking carefully at the Sky usage, and the only thing I get from Sky there's any value to me is the Sky Go subscription, which I pay an extra five or a month for, so I can download Game of Thrones right uh, every week. And that's the only value I, I feel I'm getting from that. So I, I'm really looking very carefully at either killing or substantially reducing the Sky subscription. I don't think I'm getting any value from it. So I'm a massive, massive Netflix user, so much now that my wife and I, we've got separate Netflix profiles. So have you, got, have you tried that? It's really quite useful.
0: So actually, I, reading this report, First of all, I was amazed that that uh, the, these huge numbers, the, the fact that you know, actually, uh, in some cases, ISPs and and actually, if you look at mobile networks as well, mm. um, it, it is even it's even more true for some mobile networks that they are. They're, they're not mobile networks, if you look at their primary task. Uh-huh. They are video distribution. No, 40% of the
1: traffic, yes, video yeah, just, distribution. Just to give you the stat,
2: on 2015, the prediction is that 80% of the traffic over mobile networks will be video on-demand services.
0: Which is amazing. And then, actually, I still had a moment and thought, well, why am I amazed by this? So, mm. I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but two years ago, we moved home. Um, right. And... We, you know, we, as you do when you do, you, you get, you know, kind of all your services ready. And um, um, we, it was a, it was a house that didn't have, um didn't have a satellite dish. It was, a, it was a new house, didn't have a, uh, and it didn't, there's no cable service. So we got that. We, we, we went for months without because, you know, you just have to wait for the guy to come around and install it. But in, in the meantime, we got into this habit where in our house, we only watch catch up TV yes over the internet. so i mean i'm in this ludicrous position now of having bought a really high-end tv Mm -hmm. which sits in my living room uh connected up now to a satellite dish which is live which is all uh cabled up ready for hd um you know sky Mm -hmm. would be the operator i'd have to buy it from in the uk never use it literally i think since the day i since the day i bought the telly it's been turned on once and we sit in our kitchen Uh, You know, uh, having dinner or Mm -hmm. chatting or whatever with a wine, wine open. Often, often with wine. You know, you know me well. Uh, Watching, watching telly on an iPad. No,
1: what about iPlayer? By the way, BBC iPlayer.
0: So we use um, we use iPlayer. We use um, Amazon, Amazon Instant. Um, I'm think actually uh, we haven't signed up for Netflix. I'm thinking of signing up for Netflix, but because our because our telly is more kind of you know sort of incidental, Mm. sort of watch what's available. Have
1: you got an Apple TV? No, Blanford. I don't have an Apple TV. So I have got an Apple TV and actually that's how I watch Netflix through the TV yeah no, no. I,
2: but I do have a TV that um, you know accepts all sorts of connections because it's a fairly recent model. it does <laughs> UPMP it does uh, mirror, mirror sync which mirror Link rather um, sorry mirror sync, mm-hmm. uh, which will take stuff off a, a tablet or right. an Android device and a Windows phone device and put that up. You, you buy a Samsung TV. and a windows phone device it, it will it wow. will. Uh, and uh, so I'm not in the well, Apple Nokia ecosystem, but TVs. if I was, I w- almost certainly would have uh, an Apple TV. Uh, the reason I use that is just because it's a bigger screen and therefore slightly higher quality. But I do find myself using a tablet device for consuming media, and it's almost exclusively within the home environment. I haven't yet got to the urine pattern of uh, watching it on the move.
1: Do you know, I've I've actually had to get to the point whereby um, we're watching Britain's Got Talent, right? Okay, because you know it means I can chat to people in the office about. What what's going on, right? You
0: you disappoint me, you
1: really do. Well, you know, we, we fast forward through it, but actually I forced my wife, uh, I'm not sure if I should be telling you this, but I forced my wife to stop fast forwarding through a bit of it so we can see the adverts. Because actually, um, you know, people say, oh, have you seen that advert? I'm like, no, I haven't seen anything. Because I, I don't watch that, and I, even if it does have adverts, I'm fast forwarding straight through it. So because uh, Britain's Got Talent is the Saturday night Big extravaganza. It's quite useful to watch the adverts just to see what the zeitgeist is. So that's actually the only value I'm getting from my Sky subscription is that we can pause, pause the skipping, so I can watch this, um, watch the ads. Or actually, what we've started doing is fast forwarding through the ads and so, oh stop, want to watch that one because I want to see how the operators are presenting themselves or how some technology companies are presenting themselves to to the consumers who are still watching it live. But there's limited value in that.
2: I've just been prompted by uh, an audience member that we've got with us in the recordings, Joe, to mention Chromecast. And actually, it's a really important Mm, one because it's it's low cost. It plugs into your HDMI port, and that's for all the Android devices. And it makes this kind of shifting onto the screen uh, very seamless. It's set up very cleverly as well in that it actually takes over and does the streaming. So it doesn't put sort of resource constraints on the device. But that kind of experience of, you know, making a dumb screen smart is also all part of this uh, kind of call-cutting behaviour.
1: Right. And what about music? By the way, we should talk about music. Spotify. Subscribe anybody? Uh,
0: I used to use Spotify when it was free because I think it is subscription-only. got ads. that. No, ad, yeah. I used it uh, ads occasionally. I don't listen to a ton. To be honest, I normally listen to streaming streaming radio. If I'm going to listen to music, I'll just find a, a, a traditional broadcaster but listen to their streaming.
1: What, and at the rubbish adverts.
0: Well, sometimes, but obviously the BBC and, oh, and broadcasters right, like yeah. that.
1: I, I think, no
2: given advice. the profile at Ben is probably looking, looking really for, afford-
0: PBS.
2: Radio Four in or it, or Radio Six, something like that. Actually,
0: actually Missus Smith has there's a there's a there's a, a French radio station that does is available is available and we stream it through our Sonos system. Oh yeah, point.
1: very nice. Yeah, and yeah.
0: Uh, you know, kind of, uh, and it's got all the, the 80s and pop hits and things that she likes on it. But occasionally with with French announcements. So I mean, the thing oh, that's that quite nice. well, the nice thing actually about um, um, call cutting and bundling is you're no longer restricted to buying in your home market. I, I think the thing that really that really struck me about these, these numbers was the fact that how the extent to which mobile usage is, is, drive, is, is driving this yeah. stuff, that actually now there'll they'll come, they'll come a point where surely broadcast broadcast is actually sort of redundant, that actually even you, you people will do the sort of thing that I did the other night, which is realise that the thing I wanted to watch wasn't on catch-up TV yet because it was being broadcast and just watched it live-streamed.
1: Yeah, I mean, I but I actually, if I know something's live, I will do the iPlayer or watch it live stream. But often I'll just wait because I don't want to watch it live. You know, I want to do other things. I want the facility the, the facility to watch it on the train or uh, elsewhere.
0: The but, th- th- thing that worries me, Rafe, is last week we talked about networks. Do I want to trust my entertainment experience to the same network that can't seem to get me? Uh, you know, kind of a data connection fast enough to do email between that station where i live and the, and the one down the road
2: yeah uh, it's a good point because there is a quality of service element here that you actually do need a certain amount of bandwidth for this to work properly and actually there's a limitation on how much you can go over a wireless network and some cells in urban areas are already at saturation point and this is why we've actually seen in the uk and elsewhere some of these networks kind of dial down their quotas and actually be more aggressive about the pricing of data. And so uh, I think we do just have to be somewhat cautious here that the three of us are all edge cases and we're kind of on the you know, the edge of what is normal Super behavior over geeks. Um, uh, I don't think broadcast will ever go away simply because it's a very efficient way of putting out kind of uh, mass content. Yeah. I do wonder whether the boxers will get smarter about recording stuff automatically. And uh, at certainly, some of the TiVo approach that does that kind of thing does get quite interesting. Mm. Um, but y- you can't help but feel that actually the on-demand stuff just is more efficient. It, it fits in better with the pattern that we've seen it with with music. You know, people don't buy CDs in the same way mm. they did anymore, or at least that's the way the market's going. You know, Spotify getting to 10 million subscribers.
1: Now, how, how do you how do you react to Vodafone here in the UK? Uh, famously, when they introduced their very stupid, expensive. Four G terrorist. That I'm a subscriber. I'm a Very disappointed subscriber, actually, because I've realised how stupidly expensive it is. is
0: it you, 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 and Cloud, the man who will sign up but then will complain about it.
1: Well, as long as you're paying, you can complain, right? Yeah. I uh, so I am now insert complaint here. Well, hold on. I me mean, I want to ask your opinion on what Vodafone are doing because Vodafone have said, right, if you're a uh, a four G uh, subscriber, you can have Spotify or someone else. Remember the other thing is what Netflix. No, 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 uh, just, Spy,
2: just, Sp- Sky Sports goals.
1: That's right, Sky Sports something or other. Yeah, or you can have Spotify um, for the year for as long as your contract. Is, you know, um, um, I already have a Spotify account, so I just I keep getting a text from Vodafone saying you haven't taken out your Spotify thing, it doesn't matter. Um, they've just launched Netflix. I,
0: I think it's smart because I think now you bring your media with you. So first of all, you used to watch broadcast telly yep. and you could only you could only watch broadcast when you'd signed up for a subscription. Yes, you'd you know, the be, you had been held to ransom by the by the by the rights holder. You know, so, you, for example, in the UK, you'd, you'd paid Sky for all their premium TV mm. package so that you could get the shows that you wanted, you know, because they, they had they had the, the rights yes. to them. Um, and then. You know, you could, have, you could only view it at the times they were broadcast, or you could pay extra for their DVR service. But you know, kind of, it was extra, 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 extra. But now, um, you know, I can sign up to all of these different streaming services. Um, the prices are such that are uh, they're, they're quite, they're quite accessible, small. Yeah. they're quite accessible, they're quite small. Um, I know, for, for I mean, this is actually this was probably pioneered by people who actually were probably downloading stuff off Usenet. Before, before, you know, yeah, so yeah. it was it was people pirating content. But what they were showing was that, that you know, the, you'll find a way around this distribution. There's start. the
1: demand for it, yeah. So
0: now you've got Netflix on your phone. You bring it with you wherever you go. You can watch it anytime you like on, on your device. And you might use a Chromecast or a, an Apple TV or a smart TV to, to beam it to one screen. To
1: access it, yeah. To,
0: to beam it to one screen or another. Or you might sit on the bus and watch it. But now all of a sudden... You don't go to the place where the media is. Like, if, for example, if I stay in a hotel, I don't bother to check now if they've got any decent <sighs> telly channels or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it doesn't or matter. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. You know, because yeah. I could just, uh, you know, I don't. I actually have a Chromecast. I haven't used, but you know, I could in theory go and plug a Chromecast in, or I stayed in some really smart hotels that have connections underneath the telly. You know, yeah. you you plug in.
2: Uh, and the interesting thing, you know, similar from a, a behavior point of view is by unbundling this content, you do actually change the way that people watch it. You know, there's the obvious stuff about not looking at ads, but there's also you get this sort of binge consumption where people will watch an entire season of TV in a week because they've been recommended it by a friend. And I think that's quite interesting as well because it moves away from you know content being event-based. And you, know, you still see that used as a marketing tool by you know, a lot of the broadcasters who say, you know, this week Game of Thrones starts and then Monday Mm. night is Game of Thrones night. But we're seeing some of these uh, players who are being disruptive producing their own content. And I think the best example of this is House of Cards on Netflix, where actually the event became about a single day of availability, at which point the entire season became available. And there were stories, uh, probably quite accurately, of people waiting for it to appear and then watching the entire season in one go.
1: You may think that. But I couldn't possibly comment. You,
0: you couldn't have put well, it better. Well, can your I? Own... So, can I? I want to move the conversation on, though, because uh, from a consumer's point of view, it feels great. More choice, uh, the ability to sign up to the various services I want, mm. and also because because some of these services are kind of the the, the challengers, like the Netflixes and things like that. That the cost of those subscriptions, you could have three or four of those for the cost of a single. You know, uh, satellite or cable subscription, particularly in the UK. I think it probably is. is Or or DVD series, or DVD series, Uh, and that's that's all great. And you know, now we've got this this great choice and all this kind of stuff. But but you, Mr. McLeod, Mm -hmm. watching your Game of Thrones on the number forty three bus or whatever it is, you are the reason that I can't get my email outside (laughs) uh, Waterloo Station, or or more importantly, when I'm going to a meeting Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to use Google Maps to find the customer's office. And it's dog dog slow, and it's your fault because right, right. I have, I have your video is, is screamed about this way. in
1: the past yeah I've, I, I used, I've, i'm sure it was a podcast where I was getting very annoyed walking I was sat actually on a bus, and the the teenagers in front of me were, were streaming YouTube, and I was really annoyed by that. I was offended by that because they were you know they they obviously got the network connection ahead of me, and, and my, my connection was rubbish, but isn't it interesting that Vodafone are now... It's not just saying, oh, you can use your 4G connection for whatever you want. They're actually saying, here, have Spotify, and here, have Netflix. Now, obviously, you can use your Netflix subscription at home, and I'm sure they're hoping, given the, the fact that the default um, uh, subscription package they have is 8 gig data. Right, You can't do much with uh, with your Netflix subscription with 8 gigabytes. So I think they'll be assuming most, most people will be using their Netflix subscription you know, via a wired connection. Uh, but it's interesting that Vodafone are actually, they have given that a seal of approval.
2: But where this gets interesting is that uh, some of these service providers are so actually having the, the data bundled in. So where the operator actually owns the service, as a couple of examples in France where, you know, you kind of get inclusive data, and that, of course, encourages more usage. And I think that's a, a pattern that we could potentially see. But this is a very hot topic area. So sort step into the minefield here. As we mentioned, the net neutrality word, yeah. um, it's actually almost more relevant on mobile where there is this feeling of real constriction. Because you know, people tend to think about data where it just appears magically and it's annoying because it's being slow. But actually with mobile, it is quite a finite resource. Um, on On wired or on fixed line, there's an awful lot of capacity there and you can upgrade to fibre and that helps a lot. But on mobile, you're talking about spectrum, you know, the amount of frequency space you have. Even if you sort of come up with new compression technologies and do clever things with the network, you can only fit so much in. And actually, I think that will become the new story and the new pain point as this kind of behavior of you know, high bandwidth consumption activities, of which video is the most obvious example, really start to degrade the performance of the network. And you know, the switch over to 3G, will look, you know, pleasant by by comparison and I think there's a real problem here and it's partly to do with the way the regulatory systems have worked in various countries how much frequency has been specified uh, and it's why people in the industry at least have started talking about 5G because yeah. that that's the only kind of solution is to move on to the next thing and so
1: so right now I'm on the bus and Netflix. You, you're not. You're in the studio next to me. <sighs> okay. Like that? Okay. In in a theoretical example, I'm on the bus and I am having a great experience with Netflix at the moment. Uh, in fact, the only time I've had a rubbish experience with Netflix on the bus is when I left mistakenly left my Wi-Fi on, and the idiot phone and the operating system and the operator was connecting me to you know, the cloud or BT Wi-Fi off and on, off and on, off like rubbish. So actually physically switched Wi-Fi off and said, no, 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 I'm going to consume all of your bandwidth, please, you. Mr. Operator. Uh, in two years' time, do you think we'll be saying, God, jeez, do you remember when you could actually stream Netflix in the bus? I think this is this is what what worries me. Because yeah, Vodafone that. are about to go wide, you know, to everyone in the country going, yeah, you can get Netflix now.
0: And this is the madness. This, this is unlimited data all over again. I mean, yeah. you, you remember I got... Sort of animated about unlimited data, and <laughs> it's a polite way to put well, it. Well, but but so this is the marketing guys thinking mm-hmm. this thing would be cool, and 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 so undeniably watching Netflix premium telly on my iPad on the train that is cool. Yes. That is taken away, and that's what four Gs for. But, and it's taken away all the pain points. I can have whatever I want, wherever I want, and and it's it's quite a good price, or it's included in my subscription. So yeah, that's, that's all brilliant. But the problem is they're running towards a wall. So it's like unlimited data. You know, you can say, oh, have this thing, have this thing. But at some point, you sell it to enough people, it becomes mm. popular enough, it works well enough, or it becomes cheap enough that everybody's got it. And now no one can have it.
1: because well, The message is going to be, oh, could you just go home and do it? All
0: that, of those yeah. constraints that Rafe talked about are still there. And, yeah. yet, and yet we're at the point now where, where you know the majority use of, of these networks is, uh you know his his uh his video. I mean I was amazed by that. Two hundred and nineteen gigabytes. That of data. sounds about
1: right for me, yeah. But yeah. now
0: I mean obviously that is that is a fixed line environment. Yeah. But if you were if you were watching this stuff on the go as well, you know, it's it's tens and probably into the maybe the low hundreds of, of gigabytes of video easily mm-hmm. in a month if you're watching it over 4G. I mean part of me wants to say that
2: everybody in the rural area will be laughing because they've been crying that they haven't got a fast uh, wireless data collection you're still in 2G and even in the UK there's plenty of places where you get no or very poor phone signal but I think this will be controlled with pricing I mean Ewan's talked about you know not worrying about the data allowance but you know we've seen three come in and start to restrict tethering of, of data and I'm sure other operators will start to do the same thing and mm. actually I was looking at switching an O2 account I have over to 4G and they said oh that's fine you can do that Mr Blanford but you won't have your grandfathered unlimited data on it. You'll have to switch to having a limit of one, three, or five gigabytes. Um, and I sort of, in the end, said, no, I, I don't want to do that because the 3G, uh, which is operating on plus, so it's actually 3.5G, was plenty fast enough for what I wanted to do, and it's actually fast enough for doing streaming of video. I don't need 4G for it. I think this issue... Consumers aren't necessarily going to be that smart, and there's some, you know, the whole... Bill shock thing will happen again
1: well no it won't happen because we. I, I. it could ha- well, you, you can get annoyed that you've been cut off yes because like, I think that the operators have learned that, that I you, think that's
0: probably yeah, true you're not going to yes. get bill
1: shock but you get annoyed that you've used it up so quickly
0: but in terms of rural I think actually that um, in, in rural areas it will be the wireless networks the mobile networks that get there first because replacing all the copper in the ground to some rural village you know the the Blandford Estates is, is expensive and hard and you know it's a pain that it's not done, and we all hump and you know complain. But it, it is, it is, it is tough that it's not done. But um, you know, it it, it it you've got to dig up the road. But actually, putting up a putting up a cell tower and giving that village you know reasonable three point five G, all of a sudden, all of those people could access their Netflix on their iPads, on Chromecast it to their TVs, and 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 you know sort of do that fairly quickly. And so I wonder actually if this issue isn't going to become worse for the mobile operators because they are more present and able to offer those those uh, those high enough speeds in more places.
2: Yeah, I think for 4G, actually as the solution to the broadband problem or the not spots uh, in the UK does make sense because where that's happening, the networks don't have to be very dense because they're not supporting the same populations as they are in urban centres. I think this is going to be more of an urban problem rather than a, a rural problem. But you can think of a lot of markets where, as you say, wireless will become the kind of default broadband provider. And India is a good example of that. They're just starting to roll out 4G networks there. And this kind of capacity crunch is something that, it's not an area I particularly understand, but you have to imagine it's going to happen uh, because there's just, there is a limit to the capacity and people are going to get annoyed when they have to start paying for it because they are used to sort of, effectively unlimited data I and mean, that's the way they've been trained both by mobile operators to an extent particularly on the fixed line side as well
1: well i, I was just uh, i was silent there because i'm looking up the uh, the press release i got this morning from ee uh they've now got 3.6 million 4g subscribers and they've just completed the rollout of 4g to 258 villages and small towns across the uk and i, I noticed that the other day because uh where I live in Hook in Hampshire, all of a sudden I saw the 4G sign on my EE thing pop up. It was was 3G. Uh, Yeah, that's really good. That's 2,500 small towns and villages now have 4G. Have you checked, if you've got it? I um, I haven't got it, it's
2: still on on 2G uh, in East Sussex. But I have spoken to a couple of networks who have said we're planning on rolling it out in 2015. I mean, Fibre to the Cabinet has actually just arrived and my local exchange hasn't quite been enabled yet. Uh, and so it, it's interesting. There is that kind of dimension shift that will happen, and I think it's actually going to have a bigger impact in rural areas that aren't used to having these fast connections. And so it will bring up this, you know, this unbundling of media to a to a wider audience,
0: perhaps. So unbundling of media, it doesn't really sound like uh, it doesn't really sound like a very exciting topic. And I was kind of wasn't sure when we were talking about it, but this is going to be the thing that decides what our mobile and fixed-line experiences are going to be mm. like over the next couple of years. This is going to shape the, the way that networks are built the, and, the, and the priorities because it's such a huge amount of data that anybody who's planning a wireless network in particular has got to, A, do something specific to address video, but also has got to cope with the fact that operators or players like Netflix – or even, even YouTube. I mean, let's face yeah, it. You, yeah, know, you, yeah. you don't. It doesn't. YouTube used,
1: used to be the problem, didn't but, it? That yeah. was the one that operators always spoke yeah. about.
0: But it doesn't have to be, you know, kind of licensed. What would have previously been broadcast tele. It can be sort of casual, social video or, or, or free or free video or music, or whatever.
2: But, I mean, it is where the, the net neutrality argument comes in and, and quality of service because it's obviously possible to prioritize some traffic over others, and I think that's probably what we'll see. And so, you know, business or mission critical stuff, you may have to pay extra for it. And it's an interesting question about how, you know, uh, data providers actually do that. Um, Would you be willing to pay a little bit extra to guarantee that you've got, you know, good email and web browsing usage and so that the people who are trying to uh, use Netflix sort of get knocked down to a a lower quality and maybe have to make do with just streaming standard definition as opposed to high definition video? It's uh, an area that I think will actually bring those kind of quality of service topics to the fore well, because you know they have to up until now quality of service has been eh, it's been good enough for everybody
1: but i would be really interested to hear how listeners are reacting to us and what services should we have mentioned that we, we aren't thinking about that everyone's using i'd be really interested to know how people are using the technology and this media as well
2: so i think we've concluded there that the behavior is is changing but actually it has an impact beyond media consumption and so we'd actually love to hear from people about their own experiences with this Definitely. and whether they're kind of locked into something they don't like and it does vary in different markets so tell us what it's like in your country i'm quite lucky in the uk in that it's relatively lightly regulated and you, you you can do this and the pricing is competitive because we've got several players i know in the us you quite often only have one choice mm-hmm. uh, so it'll be interesting that we've tied it into mobile as well but I think it's part of a, a broader issue we have just talked about video we have touched on music but it's also going to come into to other technology as well and books and news and all of that sort of thing uh, so I think that's a, a good place to end this particular episode uh, of the 361 podcast so I say thank you to my uh, co-host
0: my colleague Ewan and Ben it was a, a pleasure Rafe Blanford uh, as as ever you if you've uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast then um, please go on to 361podcast.com there's a link there so you can rate it as Rafe says we, do, we value your feedback and uh, we love we'll, you. we'll be back next week with some more chats so we will see you there. bye bye If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can comment, subscribe and catch up with previous episodes at 361podcast.com. If you're an iTunes user, we'd be jolly grateful for a five-star review. There's a link and pictures of how to rate the show at 361podcast.com slash rate. Each review makes it lots easier for new listeners to find us.